husband like had sent me some link to some oh, about basically have you heard of that guy Michael Shermer he's like writes some magazine called Skeptic and he's like one of those like famous debunking guys mm-hmm. so my husband like sent me this article about some Substack that was basically like this guy's full of shit and this is why and and then they, the guy in it had said that he had recorded him without his knowledge in California. <laughs> I was like, good for you. <laughs> I don't know, but then I feel like I feel like there was like a Trump case where like they recorded somebody without his permission or somebody in the Trump organization. I feel like it was the niece, or maybe she just stole his like personal records. I don't know. There were certain things I remember where like people were fine with it. Uh, you know, there's always those exceptions. You know. Yeah. To- important laws that we have you know there's always a moral cause where it's okay to just break the law and just defend it (laughs) just completely normal and that's just how it should be before we go too far because i feel like i'm agitated i feel like kind of a little bit i'm already getting worked up so maybe you'll you'll maybe have to help calm me down if that's even even possible i don't know but uh, we have the one and only the magnificently delightful everlastingly effervescent uh at kites are fun spendia williams welcome to here comes the backlash again thank you thank you so much i really appreciate it and i'm excited to get into it and uh, get riled up or calm me down whichever you prefer let's just ebb and flow maybe we can do some we can do some (laughs) spendia you're uh, known in our in our pocket imagination world that we dwell you are a love you and you are in real life i can confirm a lovely influential figure i don't know how to describe it we're just kind of a bunch of take cells out there just spitballing our takes out there into the internet and you have you have them and you have them on pods now too you were recently a guest on the one and only thoughts and prayers our sister program in arms and i was great to hear you it was a wonderful episode thank you that's uh where i had first heard you and found out about your podcast because um you were so great there and i'm glad that they bring you on and it's about time for another pool house episode um (laughs) Because I like you as a third mic. You're really, <laughs> it's well, nice. I, you know, I like, I like all the various like combinations. I really mean it. I love, I love all the different combinations of people and conversations. It scratches that itch, I guess, you know, yeah. it feels good. And it's like, I don't know about you. I can't listen to like a lot of regular, not even like normie podcasts, but things that used to be kind of like edgy or quote unquote to me. I can't stomach them anymore because they're just, they had some wrong take somewhere or another and they're like dead to me. Do you have that feeling? <laughs> I, I actually kind of sometimes feel that way about, well, not, not that Red Scare has bad takes, but I always am kind of alarmed that people think that they're like a right wing fascist transphobic podcast, because I feel like they're so middle of the road. And the only thing they do is like occasionally get drunk, but there's nothing really offensive about them. I don't know why, like they both stir up so much hate. I know they're both shit posters, but like. I, I don't get like what the content on uh, of their podcast is that's so offensive. Do yeah. You? No, I think I, you know, I think it's just because they people are mad and jealous because they're successful saying what they want to say, which is outside of the terms of service yeah. of like neoliberal democratic speak or whatever, where you have you li- like literally have to agree with every single part of it. It's delusional it's crazy but that's how it is now and so they've carved out like that thing for themselves and <laughs> no it really pisses people off i think a little bit <laughs> i mean but, i'm glad for them that they're able to do that <laughs> i kind of am too i still listen to red scare pretty pretty often but not like i'm not bootlegging the like paid walled episodes anymore <laughs> like i used to be it's a lot of work to run a podcast i have to tell you like i need a team of zoomers on like adderall or something. i don't know where to get this like crew but i need them <laughs> Well, you you heard it here first, folks. If there's any Zoomers that want to help, Pool House is ready to take any, <laughs> any uh, interns that might be uh, of need. Maybe you can give them some uh, school credit. I don't know. Like, I remember on Real Housewives of New York, Sonia Morgan had interns and it was really always questionable. I guess she was like related to the Morgan family, which is a huge banking family. So they oh, probably... Like yeah, J.P. Morgan. She, she fucked up, too. I don't know if you watch this show. It's not really interesting. I don't think to my listeners that often. <laughs> she, like, fucked up and got kicked out of that family. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, she was, and she went, and she spiraled. She's like a Tennessee Williams figure. She had this like nightlife. She knew, she knew John F. Kennedy Jr. You know, she was like on the town. She was Manhattan it girl. She's a Morgan, but she got caught cheating. And then her husband basically left her essentially. And she kind of went crazy, like literally spiraled on television over several seasons but it was like in a pretty entertaining way there's a lot of great gifts and moments that sonia morgan gave us but at a certain point it did get like too dark to watch like i felt uncomfortable (laughs) i haven't watched in a long time but uh, or kept up with the real housewives but i feel like they all like kind of went crazy there was that one who was the former model and she just seemed insane and she was also in the New York one, do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Kelly uh, Ben Simone. Yes. She, yeah, Satchels of Gold. She did the whole, like, thing. Yeah, the Scary Island. She like, went crazy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where Bethany, and Bethany's like, go oh, no sleep. Like, she's sweet oh, That's a classic, another classic gift. I don't know. That Bethany was her. and her uh, mandible always scared me. She has, like massive like masseter i'm like what is, what do you there's a lot of tension you're holding in there lately. like she's she's kind of scares me she's like a little gremlin she is a terrifying woman but did you see she maybe had vaccine injury where she kind of came out bethany frankel like yeah. had a video a few months back and she it put out like a tiktok basically being like i think she said um she had some kind of autoimmune thing going on and then yeah, she heard about a that. separate video where she was just kind of like why can't we ask questions about Max? Like basically like, why can't we? So she was like not directly connecting them, but they were like very close to each other, I think. And there was like this implication, but then she never said another thing about it again. So I think she got like a talking to, you know? Yeah. Her management team was like, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Just keep talking about makeup. That's what people want to see. They want to hear. And you're trying. These people are also sick. I don't even want to talk about it. I was talking about this actually to my partner where it's like, um, they weren't meant to be around for so long. And so it's like watching all these like B and C and D list celebrities lives go for years and years and years is like kind of tragic. It's kind of, it's hard. Yeah, I agree. I can't take it all on. I don't know. I do. I do miss um, Spencer Pratt though, I guess. (laughs) What was that? The Hills or? Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Because it was Hills. Well, no, it was Laguna Beach, actually. I think they started. I liked the Hills. I didn't really like Laguna Beach, but I loved the Hills. I thought that was Hills, too. That was a good time for television, the like early aughts, mid aughts for Mm -hmm. reality TV. Now it's just, Mm -hmm. I can't, I, there's no reality TV I watch anymore. I think I've grown out of, I've grown too old for reality TV. We live in reality TV. Like there is no need for like this. Such, <laughs> like it's in, it's in our face. Like I don't know. Speaking of which, I guess I don't know. We could talk about a lot of things this evening. What's your general vibe? I was telling you before. I like I have positivity. I don't want to be super negative because it's not good to be like you know caught up too much in that vibe. But I feel a little bit of like sick of the bullshit from these motherfucking liars, and I'm ready to like do something about it parody not anything violent and but you know what i mean like i don't know like how are you feeling today? i actually <laughs> was also feeling um really agitated and i thought that it was because i was pmsing um that started like a week ago and then it's continued and i don't know why <laughs> why I'm so like agitated and I I lashed out at a um a vet a tranny vet who who was on like you know that like Republican guy I think he's in Georgia Vivek something or other who's like running like he's like had posted something about how like he's if he becomes like I don't know if it's senator or whatever he he wants to like classify transgender uh ism as a mental disorder <laughs> i was like go ahead good, good for you and someone some tranny uh ex-vet in a wheelchair with green hair with a trans flag with a gun uh, with like a automatic rifle on it was like nobody even knows who you this joker is and i was just like you know agp is real and i can tell that you're afflicted by it and i just <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah so it's a lot of things to be mad about I don't I'm just tired of the AGP of it all is it does get to me and I feel like it's funny what is it is it a mental illness is it a 
Political status is a, a mythical identity from ancient civilization that has persisted for thousands. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a two-spirit, and in India, they actually revere them, and they're treated better than any other women. It's it's only colonialism and the white supremacy mm-hmm. that has taught you that there's something wrong and that there's not a third sex. Yep, exactly. It's wild. I feel like there was a lawsuit. There was some kind of law that was... A law was used to justify some kind of trans, like transgender right, and it was really funny to me because it was like, um, so it is a disability. Like, what is it a disability? Yeah. Well, I think I my theory now it's like intent matters. That's my new slogan. I just invented it tonight. Intent matters. If you're going to appropriate a woman's identity, intent matters. And I feel like gay men. They are their intent for appropriating is a different reason. It's um, I think it's probably traumatic and is still maybe something to like look at. Maybe it's a work through. Maybe it works for some people in that you know in that context. Whatever separate that the intent when it's like some of these other people who are like sissy hypno warriors like Pentagon like these whatever like that intent is a lot more sinister to me. And I feel like people need to start speaking that out loud because it's important to like start making i don't know these distinctions they seem important to me if there's going to be any like real traction i don't know what do you think of intent matters I think it's true. And I think that like, you know, prior generations of like trans people that came before, like, you know, I, I don't feel like they weren't swept up in like some zeitgeist. Like it was just, you know, if you, that was what they wanted to do and they didn't make it like the, this huge civil rights issue. And they just did it. I remember going to, I don't know if you remember, there's a place called Chemo's in San Francisco. And it used to be like, I think a bar called like the banana swing or something it was on Polk street and, um, upstairs. So it was upstairs from the hemlock and, um, All of the bartenders and all the staff were trans and they were like old school trans. Like it'd be like a 55 year old woman who got, um, who's a bartender who got like her surgery in Tijuana in like 1978. Mm -hmm. And they were all really cool. And if you wanted to play a show there, you had to dress in drag. So like (laughs) all the bands (laughs) would, all these like punk bands and garage bands would like, well, some of them would dress in drag and then eventually they dropped it. But like, it wasn't a thing. Nobody cared. Uh, you know, and I just feel it's like the weird, you know, brain implant, the same like Ukraine transgender current thing is just like, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not who these people are. I think they're just aff- afflicted by um, other mental disorders. Like, I mean, obviously there's like so many people who have like depression and anxiety and all this inward looking stuff, just like, you know, like we've gotten too comfortable society and and so I think these it's like just more runaway like individualism so I don't know that's that's sort of what I think about individualism or group runaway group thing I don't know um true well yeah it's a little bit of both right yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think, um, well, correct me if I'm wrong, this chemos, they they didn't take second graders on field trips there, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It, was underground. It, was <laughs> it was a place of uh, like repute, I guess. You know, it was like, it was off the beaten path, you know? Yeah, it was a bar. You had to be 21 and nobody was trying to normalize drag. And they had drag shows there too. Um, and the worst smelling bathroom I've ever smelled in my life. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's, it was a, it's a different thing. And now like just this push to constantly like normalize everything, it just bothers me. And also that the, these people are the first people to like turn on anyone the minute, like they're the be kind brigade. And the minute that you say something that they don't like, they're like, you're fat, you're old, you're ugly, you're this. It's just just all (laughs) bullshit. Like you can, you know, like it's just, it's a level. Scientology. It's literally Scientology, like same tactics that Scientologists use of like attacking. It's like that whole Darvo thing people have been. Yes. Thank you. It's very accurate. It's not an ideology. It's this it's a system. Like, I don't know, the, the rules change. Like what, what's consistent is I was just hearing this about, or yeah, someone was talking about this. I don't know where, it was just about queer theory in general, how it's never ending. It's a self cannibalizing. It might've been James Lindsay talking about the self cannibalizing nature, you know? And it's like, yeah. And so you have people like trying to normalize bestiality because it's like, it never ends. And so it's not really even about like 
what's of the moment. It's about this process of destruction. <laughs> and it's like, uh, not cool because that's the whole point of that is obviously to lead to something not great not at all. <laughs> yeah. I had only ever heard of Darvo like last week. And I was like, oh my God, this is like exactly what, like, this is the tactic. And I, I, I don't, I think I tried to look into like who had come up with that, but like, yeah, it's totally, it's totally what they do. They reverse everything. They become the victim. You're the oppressor and they just rinse and repeat, you know? And they throw these labels, uh, like straw man argument, ad hominem, slippery slope. And I saw this, I forget who it was, this disinformation woman trying to say that PBS, I guess NPR this week got a, a state affiliated label. put on. <laughs> I don't think it's that noticeable, honestly. If no one said anything, it probably would have just been under the radar. But of course, people's feelings got hurt and there was a lot of hysteria. And I think what was really funny was that this woman was like, 1% of the budget from NPR is like coming from like the federal government. And Michael Tracy like clearly demonstrated that was not true. They got like a substantial amount on two different years budgets. Anyway, she like basically, and then people point out this woman who's saying all this and she's a disinformation expert, works for like an institution completely underwritten by the the DOD. And someone points that out and she she puts up a little sticker, like a total like Magic the Gathering kind of a style card. (laughs) And it's just so ironic because that's exactly what it is. They're just doing this stupid game by these stupid rules. They're not even making arguments in reality with substance. They're playing the little Uno cards. They're playing like, oh, I got ad hominem attack. And it's like, no, bitch, you're funded by the DOD. It's not an ad hominem. It's a fucking attack. Yeah, no no doubt. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre also came out and said like how it's so wrong to, you know, because to to call them state affiliated media because, you know, nothing says non-state affiliated media than having the uh White House press secretary uh whatever tell 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 the world that you're not affiliated with them. Actually, that's exactly like but and Corrine Jean-Pierre who just I can the worst. I can't really, I can't even, I remember her from like the MSNBC era. I watched my, there used to be able to stomach cable television. I can't do it in the Biden years. It was entertaining in the Trump years because it was like fun, but now it's, it's not. Um, And she's, she's a lot. What's your hot take on a KJP? Uh, She makes me yearn for the days of the, um, of the other uh, plain faced redheaded woman, because yeah, the potato woman. Well, I don't, can't remember what her name was, but um, governor of like, a state now, Arkansas. I no, think. no, 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 not Sarah Huckabee. The the oh, one that the he was like, oh, no. oh yeah, I yeah, no, you mean C.J. Craig from West Wing? The yeah, she was, she a was terrible, but she in in retrospect, I mean, in, in contrast, mm-hmm. she actually seems a lot better mm-hmm. than Corinne Jean Pierre. I I mean, obviously, she's like everything else in this White House, a uh, a diversity hire. So like, she hits all the you know lesbian, black. Uh, Haitian. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, she she was a fucking mess. When first. Is she an immigrant? Is she? Yeah, I think her. I think she's like Nigerian. I don't know. I believe she comes not from. She's like a struggling immigrant, like from no, no, no. Uh, down down in the global south, as they say. <laughs> so she was. Uh, did you see when she um, after after the horrible shooting in um, Tennessee that happened the other week with this crazy tranny murderer? Like. Uh, the first one, I guess there's two. You broke this news to me because I had a really I had a busy day. I didn't know about the, the latest and greatest in killings. Well, we'll learn about that one. But this other murder happened, and didn't KJP just like say like nothing about the kids? And then like we okay. start being like, we need to celebrate the community. We need to protect the community because they're they're oops, oh my god, LOL. They were like had to be protected these kids. It was the most deranged thing. And then they like made up a holiday, right? Is that am I did I fever dream that? Did that happen? I didn't hear about the holiday. What's the holiday? Was, was that new National Trans Day of Visibility? They had it last Friday. It, it, like all of a sudden, it was like they put out a White House statement and they said that trans people are the soul of America, and it, it was like really wild. There was like a whole blitzkrieg. Um, wow, did- I know it was supposed to. Wasn't it also there was like some stuff on Twitter where people were saying it was actually the Trans Day of like retribution or something oh. like that, right? Yeah, Initially, they- and then. They had to walk it back after the shooting because it was a little too close to home. (laughs) I thought it was fake when I saw Trans Day of Vengeance. I was like, 4chan is at it. And and I was like, those mad lads, you know, they've done it and it was brilliant. But then, no, it's fucking real. And I was like, well, now we're beyond parody, first of all. It's terrifying. But second of all, they reluctantly walked it back because people were being mean to them. 
the, the vengeance day planners were the victims of bullying. Starvo, once again. Always, always. Yeah, I think it's so disgusting that like there's children in a school killed and you're going to just you know, say that this is an attack on trans people, like fucking, so victim blaming is cool again. Okay. Like, so because they have beliefs that are um, not in line with what the white house believes, then that means that it's, it's okay to kill them. The white house and like the UN and Bill Gates. And it's like this whole weird, like global like thing. And trans is the front of it. And so, and that's actually one thing though, where like, I get kind of tired just talking about trans stuff, I even know. though about 20 killers in a second, because it is fast. <laughs> I'm not a theory by you, but like, I, I um, it's like, I don't want to talk about it just always in that abstract, because it is like, there's a whole bunch of things, it's all connected. And that's where I get annoyed by certain things where it's like, no, this is as every bit related to COVID as it is related to the trans thing, as it's related to Ukraine. Like these things are not like even symbolically related they're like literally you can connect money and movements and ideologies and plans and so like i get a little frustrated when people try to be like blah 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 blah. like i don't know like your whole like all this conspiracy is dear i don't know i don't know people really do that but like a lot of people do not want to talk about like the bigger picture they want to fight these like really specific wars like they want to be matt walsh you know yeah i know i guys bugs (laughs) although his documentary was decent but like yeah i just i find him annoying as a person and all those like weird neocons are just Wait, yeah so what are they? is he a wood about walsh no 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 zero zero on the binary, on the binary? Okay. no i he's not my husband then you would understand why i can like he is definitely not i mean my husband is like so hot that when we used, he used to stand in front of my house and wait for me to come out. Like, of course there's tons of gay dudes. And one this guy walked by him and he was like, I'd take that dick. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have to joke around with each other. Whenever he looks hot, I have to be like, Oh yeah, I'd take that. That's an amazing, like personal meme that you have. <laughs> so yeah. So, um, yeah, Matt Walsh, not attractive to me. He looks like he's playing lumberjack. He also, I don't know what's he's hiding underneath that beard. It seems like maybe he has a recessive chin. Um, Here's yeah. it's too much LARPing. I think like, fair, fair. yeah, but what about you? You are, he's heel zero or one. I think, you know, I think it is a definitely, I think I've been on the, possibly the record. I might have called him daddy at one point on our thoughts and prayers. But the point being is it's not really about the looks as much as I think it's just seeing someone take a firm stand. I think it's like, I, I yearn for that. So it's almost more, it's like fulfilling this like spiritual fatherhood almost for me, this strange way where it's like, thank God someone's doing it. So it's like, I almost feel obligated to like <laughs> surrender. It's like, it's very Roman cowboy. I'm channeling something ancient and deep within me from Western civilization. <laughs> I mean, in some ways he does hit all those markers for masculinity, but definitely more than like a Ben Shapiro or something. No, the no. Squeaky ass voice. No, thank you. And I will say, like, Matt Walsh isn't even really necessarily, he's not, not, he's not dumb, but he's not, like, the smartest. He's just kind of, like, very got it together, and it shows how disorganized this entire thing is, that he can hold, he, it's very simple, he holds it together because it's logical, and they try to come up with these, like, I don't know if you saw these recent videos where there was, like, this town hall where they were, like, yeah. things, and they, like, thought they were going to get him, and it was, like, no, you're, you don't, you don't make sense. <laughs> I only saw the EMT one where where she was like, uh, as a medical professional, I'm like, bitch, do you know what EMT is? You go to like you six months of like medical training. You're not like a medical professional. You have to like put people in a car, diag- do some triage on the spot, but it's not like to call yourself <laughs> like yeah. you didn't go to medical school. And now you think that like you're also a biologist too. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, rewriting very, exactly. And it's funny because um, it's actually, it's not funny. Sometimes I feel kind of uh, painful because you can see the cognitive dissonance starting to, like you can see it in their eyes. I've seen it even, not as much with vaccine stuff because nobody wants to be like confronted with that smell, but like you can see it in some of these videos where it's kind of clicking, but not clicking. And it's like, I feel bad because it's like, they can't, what are they going to do? Like, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't have upended my life 
two years ago. There was the one I watched. It was like two years ago. He was like watching a podcast and it was like, that's me. And now he's a mother. And he was like, I'm a mother. And it was pretty like wild to hear that happened in a two-year period over COVID during a huge psyop that was going on against everybody when everyone was locked in their homes and they waves of sissy tranny hypno porn like excuse me people like wake up it's not bigoted to think that maybe something fucking weird is going on right i'm sorry it's so frustrating Wait, is, but the hypno part of it like are they actually hypnotizing people my understanding of this, I've not actually engaged. Well, actually, let's see. I saw a video that uh, encapsulated like the themes from it. It was maybe I could try to link to this. Yes, I don't know. It was a really good channel, um, and she had like a video special on it. And yeah, there was like literally like swirly burgers, like the total like spirally parts, and it's like. Um, a lot of like voiceover narrative and like it's like you are you're it's kind of like a bdsm sort of style so it's kind of just this like voiceover track um that's highly suggestive and the idea i i i don't know how you get there still i mean that's where i'm a little confused but i know porn is a it's a wild uh powerful sorcery so like i it, it's still quite peculiar to me how you click on the link that's like the tranny hypno porn in the first place but you know that's that's the seduction of the entire affair you know is that you lure people who would never ah. that's obvious these men from the fucking military are fucking naturally fucking women after 50 fucking years it's a fucking seduction it is a fucking demonic possession prove me wrong you can't <laughs> i i 100 agree and and they have to be open to it probably i mean you know once once you open that door to um i mean that happened to andrea long too right that's what um she says is what made her trans is watching sissy porn not hypno the hypno wasn't in there but like you know like you keep upping that ante and then pretty soon you're um mm-hmm. some shit that like you never thought that you would be interested in probably i mean i wouldn't know but um <laughs> but like you know it seems like a, a very common thing especially if like you're exposed to it when you're young you know like that you're still shaping your ideas of like your own sexuality and like you know it's it's, it's, it's very malleable still makes it all the more painful that people do this because it, it need, that needs to be happening unperturbed some people may end up there and then you decide what you do with that yes of course it happens uh, there's this eternal race of two spirits of course in every civilization it's pretty small usually i would say probably like like less than one percent you know but i don't know you have to let people get there you can't be going to kids when they're in their infancy basically or these babies like i are you seriously like on drugs? No, it's worse. Like it'd be better if they were on drugs. Betty and I are very angry people. I, I really, not really, we're not, we're passionate people. I don't know. Wait, what, you're, are you a Pisces? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, how about you? I'm Sagittarius. So you're actually, oh. you're, signs. So you're actually not as probably like, you're, it's good that you're here. I think I usually vibe well with Pisces. So that makes, that makes sense. It makes My, sense. I, you know, it's funny. You're only like the second Sagittarius I know, which is crazy. You know how you find yourself in constellation with like, it's kind of the same signs over and over again. Totally. I feel uh, most people do hate Sagittarius. It's like the sign everyone loves to hate on. Well, I feel like people love to clown. No, first, I think uh, Gemini first, probably, and maybe Scorpio get more hate. But Sagittarius is definitely like up there with like unreliable and crazy and like won't shut up, blah, 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 like etc. But, you know, honestly, it's okay because we are the sign that can take it. Like we're also the sign that's like fine, like hate us, like whatever. <laughs> we're out here having fun.
<laughs> I have nothing bad to say about any Sagittarius I've met. And so if you're, if you are basically what a Sagittarius is like, I think that they are probably mostly lovely people. My sister's a Sagittarius too. Is she like, uh, is she energetic? What's, what's her like kind of vibe? Actually really mellow and like, she's not really passionate about anything. So, um, and she's definitely, she, she's got a little bit of, she's a little feisty. So yeah, I don't know, but you know, the male and female signs are so different. And your rising sign, everything's so uh, important. And there's no, I, I hate when people like bash signs. It's like, there's no bad sign, you know, it's like, it's, that's, that's a wrong use of astrology, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, theory. Do you think anyone has ever, like, has ever been a tranny killer that appropriated his dead wife's, that he murdered's identity? My theory for this is that I've seen videos where there's, like, guys that, like, appropriate their their wife or someone in their lives, basically their identity. You see the photos of before and then after, and it's like, oh, he wears the same, like, glasses and hairstyle as, like, his wife did or whatever. Like, you can find them it's strange and so <laughs> that does happen right especially with the agp it makes sense yeah, yeah. no sense they're fetishizing they're not it's not a gender identity people if it's in this category they are fetishizing and they're like on this bent <laughs> and so my theory is like imagine like okay first of all i think a lot of men kill their wives i think that just happens i think in society white men are killing be, they be killing their wives all the time like it's just <laughs> And so over time, it's like, oh, dad's like, dad's a widow, but he's getting back out there. He's in therapy or whatever. We got him and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, oh, now, oh, dad's LGBT. Oh, he, dad's queer. And like, we're celebrating dad getting back in the thing. But it's like a progression, you know, like over a year, two years. Now dad's trans. And everyone's going to enable this all along the way. No one's literally the dad's like a freak that murdered his wife. But it doesn't happen, right? And then over time, it, it takes like two to three years to like click, but then it's like someone sees it and is like, he's Linda or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, do you think that's happened? What could it happen? When will it happen? I mean, there's definitely some shadows of some <laughs> sil- echoes of Silence of the Lambs in there. Um, I could see, I could see it happening. Um, I think you have to give it another like decade and it'll definitely happen. Yeah. I think we're not there yet, but I, I think you're very prescient. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> single white female. I think really like, do you remember that movie? Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. That I was, yeah, that like left a weird impression. I mean, I don't even think I saw it. I think I was like about 12 or 11 when that movie came out probably. And I was obsessed with it. Like I was really? obsessed. I don't think I didn't see it in the theaters. I think I saw it like later on, like on like on video or something, you know, but like I, well, cause I was gay. So I was like, actually, like, and now people would have probably been like, oh my God, he's obsessed with Jennifer Jason Lee. He's obviously trans. He's a single white female. Like we need to go get him that life. Cause that's what you do when people become obsessed with some woman. You let them just, right. them. it's normal. It's, that's healthcare. <laughs> What, what would be the title of that if it was re-released now? It'd be like polyamorous, biracial, uh, agender. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would they, they should do it It's just like the no fats, no femmes. <laughs> they do, they're not allowed to do that anymore. I cannot imagine being on the best case scenario for you in a dating pool nowadays is you hook up a serial killer who wants to steal your identity. <laughs> These people are crazy. <sighs> okay, Spendy. Um, I guess we there's a lot we want to cover. We have we've got some time though. We're doing good. I feel like let's talk about Trump really quick because I feel like let's let's touch on this. How are you feeling? Uh, do, I don't know. Did you hear about the indictment this week? What are your feelings on Trump just in general these days? And uh, yeah, Trump, Trump, Trump? Question mark. I feel like it's obviously bullshit. I don't understand how there's like 36 counts against him. I thought it was. I guess it's all related to uh, him paying off Stormy Daniels, but like, I don't, I, I still don't understand like, okay, so why is it, why did it take this long? Obviously they're trying to fuck him up so that he can't run, Yeah. Uh, but then also he's using it as a platform to like fundraise. <laughs> and then Hillary literally did the same thing with the Steele dossier. And, Why and, isn't she being indicted? Yeah, the delete the, a lot of things that we know about for sure. Uh, we could go. That's a whole other black hole. But yeah, exactly. Uh, and actually, I would say um, somebody deleting 
private documents as a elected official and mishandling them is exactly what they're t- were trying to hang out him like six or nine months ago with this whole Mar-a-Lago thing that yeah. fell apart because it was not real. It was it was not real. And I, anyway, that's a whole frustrating thing. So they keep trying to come up with these obvious things. You're right. It has no real merit. It's kind of surprising. I don't know if you've seen like the media, like CNN doesn't seem to be like, they don't really seem that impressed with it either. Everyone's kind of like, oh, because <laughs> there's just, there is not a lot of bite. It's confusing even how these charges, like my understanding is they can't be brought as felonies anymore without some kind of other like underlying crime that's not indicted it's really it seems like some trickery like legal shenanigans at play exactly stormy daniels we're back here 2020 yeah. yeah why did it so it took him three years to like figure that out and like why is he being tried in new york i guess it's is that the federal court like i don't i don't okay. understand like isn't this a federal issue it's exactly well it's like already passed through the fec my understanding is they said no in the ag famous letitia james at the ag's office i guess she's too busy helping kathy hokel with her concentration camps for covid (laughs) they're building so she was maybe too busy to take on indicting donald trump so they left it to this guy this clown i don't know but then it is weird jurisdiction that's frustrating too because we saw in covid like cases to be thrown out like over like FDA lawsuits and stuff. I feel like over jurisdiction, they're like, oh, you don't have standing, but now they have standing here or for the Ricky Vaughn. I don't know. Have you seen this kid that got busted for memes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I kept seeing his name and they were like, oh, he's, he's being indicted. And I was like, who is, yeah. So he said that like, he told, he said, he tweeted that Hillary Clinton voters could like text their vote and so because of that, he's being indicted. Yeah, I think that's okay. So yeah, it was a meme and it went to like maybe a hundred. It was it was one of these things where the reason it became a story is because the media, of course, amplified it. But yeah, the meme said text to vote. <laughs> <laughs> the meme, I believe. Um, I, Hillary Clinton the other day said thousands of people like tried to text it. And I was like, such a self owned to be like thousands of my voters thought you I could. I know, that was hearted. <laughs> Oh no. So it's just, yeah. So he got indicted on some kind of like ridiculous, it was like election fraud, basically. It was ridiculous. Other people make these jokes all the time. It's a selective prosecution because my understanding is his uh, influence was very great with the online campaigns that really did drive a lot of the, a lot of the Trump or movement was done, I think, pretty grassroots through like people who are really passionate about it, like online, like true meme craft you know i think bap actually so bap uh shout out bap the other day was like uh posted that he suspects that maybe he was offered a cooperation deal to like become an informant to like the right-wing movements and such and he turned it down and that's why they prosecuted him i would not be surprised at all yeah, that was- i wouldn't either that's a great so, yeah, so, but my point was the jurisdiction there was like he uh, got charged in the Eastern District of New York because like the internet cables ran under the like Clinton campaign. It was fucking, it was the most ridiculous thing. And so they have that, you've got Trump. I'm not a lawyer, but jurisdiction seems like important. And it's sad to see the abuse of the justice system in all these different ways against people. It pisses me off. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, they, but also why is he even like threatening that he's getting indicted for like three weeks now like are they letting him know why is there this weird orchestration but then nothing's happened but then the cameras are following him around every time he like drives anywhere or like lands anywhere like I it's all seems like such a weird spectacle Exactly. Well, Q from Thoughts and Prayers, Shadow Q was documenting some of the pictures from the courthouse. And I saw he noted there was a lot of media. He said they tended to only talk to you know the craziest people, of course, on the, oh, yeah. the because of course it's what they do. And I saw other images of the media and it was wild. I mean, like because it's this is their bread and butter. They've had nothing for like three years or whatever, however long it's been. They've had to like just be carrying water for Joe Biden. And it must be painful i don't know like so this is like they're back they're like oh we're back but no and they didn't even get the mugshot that was the best part they nothing they got like a little picture of him in the court and they're trying to be like he's under arrest <laughs> so bad oh my god i don't know i feel like i want to run for sheriff i don't know how to make it happen or judge or just take over it can you just like be judge i <laughs> I, I would like you to be a judge it seems like i could just be a judge if enough people want me to be a judge like I could be a judge. <laughs> I do. I do keep hearing in like 
that like sheriff is like, if you're going to run locally, one of the things you should run for, I'm not sure exactly why. I don't know. Yeah. Well, my understanding is it's okay. I have a loose understanding of it having to do with uh, constitutional upholding. There's somehow the sheriff is the like actual independent law enforcement for your own rights within your jurisdiction and your like personal sovereignty has got guaranteed like under the constitution. Cause I think the sheriff takes an oath to like the constitution in some way. And also that the entire deep state is operated and funded through the, from the county level up because everything has to start at the county level for right. the preparation of funds. So there's a whole bunch of crazy shit. People have no idea going on in the back end with all these, all these like investments and this movement of money. And the government is so weird anyway. So then you have like all this going on and then you've got um, just people uh, running the elections boards and stuff. And they're doing shady things as we've seen in Arizona, like Maricopa County with, I don't know if you really follow what happened there with area, uh, Carrie Lake, it's not good. It's weird yeah. things in Arizona for sure. And I think it just makes me think, yeah, it, it, this theory is true that like the get rid of the deep state starts at the local level because they're upholding because then they are the ones not pushing back on the next level up well, and the state level, I guess too. But you, I think really have the best chance probably at the local level. I'll probably be killed by the like Alioto family. If there, if I don't know. I'll be Michaela wheeling around and getting her hatchet out. hopefully they'll miss me i'll just have like an eye patch maybe or some cool story i could tell like down where they run against dan crenshaw and yes too there's new there's a new (laughs) down (laughs) what about you tell me about your times in san francisco for a second did you run with any gangsters or aliotos or any mobsters no um the most famous run-ins that i had were um the woman who founded nasty gal i don't know if anyone knows of them but it was a huge like clothing company she was just like this little hipster girl that used to hang out um and then also i once went to a party at the um girl kirk hammett's girlfriend's house and Mila Jovovich was there. So that was exciting. And my friend was drunk and told her how beautiful she was and that she should think about being a mom. (laughs) She consider it. Um, And I was like, do you, Dumbass, that's Mila Jovovich. Um, She told, not Mila Jovovich, your friend told Mila Jovovich. Yeah, because my friend was absolutely retarded. That's so funny. I thought your friend thought she should be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she was very nice and very sweet. And she had, and um, yeah, so that, those are my only two real run-ins with any San Francisco thing. Oh, and I've seen Willie, I saw Willie Brown, like, you know walking around once in a while I think I forgot where um yeah and and I always hated Gavin Newsom even when creep 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 yeah even back then um, Kimberly remember Kimberly do you remember the Pitbull trial do you remember this one yeah no the press of canarios press of canarios they were it was the two lawyers right who had some weird pansexual relationship with these Aryan Brotherhood guys in jail. It was so crazy. Yeah, that was, I think, the last true non I ever listened to was like they were talking about uh, that. Yeah. Guilfoyle, I think it was the DA, possibly. She, I think she prosecuted the people. There was a whole thing in San Francisco. It wasn't the biggest news in 2004 or something like that. Yeah. For, See, that's, that's the crazy shit, though. When you like, how can anyone take Gavin Newsom or any? Hmm politician seriously when you see that he was married to her and now she's a fox correspondent and she's like directly in opposition to everything he thought like what was it a marriage of convenience where is he just like a muppet i mean well and there the whole jesuit network is kind of interesting like with Nancy pelosi and it kind of crosses political boundaries uh as well i don't know i remember in 2004 when he did the like gay marriage stunt like in san francisco and he's like we're doing gay marriage now and it was in the middle of an election year and i i was like i think he's doing this to sabotage like the democrats on purpose i think they don't want to win i think it's not meant the war had to keep going basically and i don't think the democrats want it they ran john Kerry. it was weird time this whole thing was so weird and engineered to me from the beginning for all that no one talked about that no I know it's it's weird I, I I mean I never at the time like even thought about like what the distinction was between 
marriage because they domestic partnership was already legal in in California or San Francisco during that time. So like, I didn't understand. And then they kept pushing that. No, it has to be the same for everyone. Everyone needs to be like, why? It's not the same thing. But he's also really weird because like, just like Obama, just like Clinton, he's like the son of like a um, single mother who was like downtrodden. And then somehow these benefactors, the Gettys, like come into his life. And now he's, you know, in politics and I'm sure he's going to make a presidential run. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. That's interesting. So he's probably like a Rothschild or somebody's like the lineage undetermined origin let's just say illegitimate Rothschild you've heard it here first folks but those have you ever seen Willow or the Bible they put the babies in the little river and it goes downstream and another person picks it up and they raise it but they do it it's on purpose I'm telling you remember Willow that was a fucking weird movie that's MK Ultra that shit there's so many things I'm remembering from like the 80s and 90s that were fucking MK Ultra like fuck yous the whatchamacallit ad was oh my god there's so many things I like I look back on and I'm like, that was harmful to children. <laughs> I know. I, I well, I mean, it couldn't be anymore. It's definitely more benign than anything going on now. It's true. Maybe it's both. There was like a deep psychic, weird. There was there was a time, I guess. Maybe it was more innocent though than nowadays. My husband always brings up like that Indiana Jones, or there is there's two things. Oh, and I think it's an Indiana Jones when there's this weird like incest underage thing. And then in the Goonies, where you know, these are all like kids' movies, right? They knock down the statue of like a cherub or something, and the penis breaks off, and they go, Oh, your mom's favorite part. And like <laughs> And then, in e- and then in E.T., he calls them penis breath. And it's just like, why is all this weird shit in like kid movies that are for kids? Like, and exactly, exactly. I don't Steven Spielberg is a pedophile, allegedly. In my auto fiction, but like maybe I my my schizo cousin, I have a cousin that kind of sadly is crazy like um it's a whole it's a whole tragic story she used to show up outside my window sometimes and i was like living in my mom's house in like the mid-2000s and she was like completely skits out and methed out actually i think also and she would like wake me up only i could like kind of talk to her like she would like trust me it was really a really weird time anyway she um one of her she said that jk rowling stole her ideas for harry potter that was one of her like things she had told me but she said that steven spielberg raped her and wow. And it's like now, and now I believe it kind of, but now I'm starting to think bad things happen to people and we're like mind controlled to forget that they happen. And we're just like walking around with un- unacknowledged traumas. Is that possible? Yeah, I think it's possible. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I remember like 2% of my time in San Francisco because of, no, it was, there was no sexual trauma, but just, you know, in general. No underground parties, like of the occult nature. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think there was a lot of demonic stuff going on, yeah. um, but I don't know if it was occulted per se. Yeah. I don't know. I feel very positive about my clubbing time. I know you're kind of like rock and roll clubber, right? Or you did both. Yeah, the dance, cl- I mean, I went to dance clubs, but that was definitely like the end of me, hang- like mm-hmm. hanging out. Um, I was more like went to shows and yeah. um, stuff like that. What the big thing when I was hanging out, when I used to party or whatever it was 16 which is like a glam rock um i've seen i didn't know when to, i saw flyers i know exactly what that is it was like a rock show it was like a rock party right yeah it was like all like 70s glam rock basically oh. so yeah it's the two x's i believe yeah, yeah it was 16 with two letters. Yeah, people don't understand backlash that's why everything had two letters i'm telling that's right you. it's cool anyway uh, nobody wants to hear this old lady going out yeah, I do, actually that's because i think um there you're right because it's like there is a demonic energy to nightlife there's also like like a good current i think it depends on like what you you do with it because i feel like i had a lot of really good experiences that were not like coked out and drugged out and crazy they were like relatively tame where we were like having fun and like really dancing and just having like truly i had like i've had spiritual moments like, you know the arrow bar um yeah. called the finger that was the party that used to be there right i think it was, i think there was one called that at one point um that club fake used to put on i think yeah I don't know where was that? It was like on eighth and like sixth and market. Okay, okay. Oh, this is the nuts wife. So worst I would... neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, at that time it was really bad. 
Domo was like, wild, but even still somehow not as weird and sketchy as it is now, even though it was ostensibly sketchier. It's confusing. There was, you know what? There was more people. It was a real city. It was a real yeah. city. Yeah, that's true. There were people it used around. to be a real city. It used to be a real city. And I was uh, I was at 111 Minute Gallery, which was down there in Soma. Also, uh, when we saw we saw Tommy Sunshine, it was this big party, like uh, Peaches was there. Oh and okay, I had a I had a touch. I realize now it was a time travel merge because like Tommy Sunshine was black, but he's a white man. But I saw a <laughs> For like an hour and I was not on psychedelic drugs I was like having a good time dancing to technotronic and like literally then I was like shocked all of a sudden it was a white man and I think I went to another timeline for a bit and what happened is he um I think him after the show I saw him in the alley everyone's like smoking could be always to smoke in the That's alley I don't know I'm not I'm old but he like invited us to the after party at the Aerobar he was like oh there's an after party and like peaches like uh, we're all going it was like so fun my friends like she was driving and she was unfortunately on probably too many drugs and was like trying to get us to the aero bar before like it locked the doors because we're having this after party if you could get in before it closed you're in to like the scene for the rest of the night but if you're not in you're not in right and she basically long story short not short got us lost and we um didn't make it to the party and oh, i no. and i'm in the back on the tommy sunshine is white timeline permanently and i need to get back to tommy sunshine is black timeline it's like four blocks away. Like that's crazy. Why were we driving? It was it was very crazy. You could have it was, left your car and taken a cab. I so many. I had so many escapades. Like she tried to be a coke dealer at the cat club at one point, but you can't just become a drug dealer at a nightclub in the city. They have a turf, and it was a problem. That was towards the end. We, my friend, my associate, and I were, were like significantly important clubbers at this club were talked to by security because our friend was like a dealing blow and we were like what and it was like what's going on and she was just like blah 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 like uh and we were like you cannot just like do that like literally this is a gangster turf you can't just come in here and start selling drugs that you're gonna get us killed and that was yeah that's the lullaby of club land you know You got to be, yeah, you got to know, you can't, you can't advertise all that and you got to know the rules before you go in. But yeah, there's, I I think that the before Coke times were the best times I had like going out. And then, I mean, the, some of the after, after Coke times were okay, but like definitely like there's like a taint on everything when you're like, it's six o'clock and all these people are still talking and you just want to like leave and go to bed and (laughs) there's nothing and you just hate yourself and like the sun's coming up and like, you don't have anything to like any Valium or anything. And that's just, it's the worst feeling. 2000, like four New Year's day vibes. Let's not go. That was actually, and that was another nice, she fucked Jeffrey Paradise. I probably should cut this out, but she fucked Jeffrey Paradise and he had a girlfriend at the time. And, oh my God. She used to make us like wait places while she was having sex with guys in weird places. She was like that friend, but she was, she was a Sagittarius. No, she was a Gemini actually. So she's like half Sagittarius. So I don't know. Those were the days. I'm telling you. I, but it, was a, it was a real city. I was walking around today and San Francisco and just being really bummed out by the emptiness. It's so empty. There's all these empty buildings. And the, so the crime, of course, like, is even more exposed. Have you been to the city lately? Do you come into this? Like, um, what? I haven't been in like a year. I think I, I tried. Nope. I just went because like a friend was in from out of town. But I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. To, I don't like to go, and I don't have any business there anymore. You know, like I don't. I don't. I only know like two people that live there anymore. That like I knew. Uh, I, and it bums me out. I mean, it's a beautiful city. I love it. I spent so many years there. I lived in the Tenderloin for a lot of it. Oh, you have to cut. What is that? Okay. I can't believe we just learned that we live in this. We basically lived in the same building. I so block. Like that's fucking crazy. Spendy, that's fucking crazy. And do you remember the um the tranny strip club that was behind that place oh, faced uh, my yeah. my bedroom window was like that alley where <laughs> yeah i know exactly i won't say the name of it it was like exactly i know exactly what you're talking about i heard so many fucking crazy things in that alley before oh, oh my gosh. The, the guy that owned it did you ever see him he was uh, no, like 60 years old and like obviously <laughs> a chaser 
I absolutely, I was terrified. I don't even like to walk. Um, yeah, I don't even like to walk on that block. Let's just put it that way. But I, um, right I, now, though, there'd be like one person, two people there, max. And now it's like just from like piles and piles of people, right? And they have these like angel things that come in now. It's called Urban Alchemy. They have these guys that are ex. Okay, I started talking about this because I'm like outraged by it. I knew about it a little bit, but I just like all clicked today. And I was like, this is outrageous. That these people come in and they're ex-cons and they it's an, a non-profit and they hire ex-cons to police the tenderloin and they like instead of the police they come in and they like patrol and because they have more empathy you see for the streets because they were on the streets it's long term oh by the way it's long-term serving prisoners including murder you know because what could go wrong so murderers because they have empathy so they're gonna come back to the streets many of them probably have drug addiction it's like the worst place i do believe that people can be rehabilitated some people yeah. can't I don't think the system's probably designed for it. So uh, God help them if they can do it, you know? But like, I do believe people could do it. But it's, even in that case, is the best place for them to be? Like the street? Right in the middle of the worst, seeing the worst of humanity and people like just drugged out of their minds. Yeah. 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 And you're kind of like the, now you're the arbiter. Now you're in, you're there because the police don't go into these sections now as much as yeah. like they're to kind of like adjudicate disputes and like you can easily see how this could become abuse and there's no oversight this is a nonprofit. there's no i mean there's not even that much oversight with the police as it is i guess you could yeah. say like now you're talking and it's just you know, the more i read about this thing what in the fucking hell is going on this is this is anarcho tyranny like it's true tucker's right it's you know I think it's only gotten worse. Although I know there's like more, there's like rooftop, like restaurants there now. And which is weird to me, but like, I also lived a block away from there before. And my, um, man, the people that managed my building were breaking into people's apartments and stealing money. No way. The owners. They were the managers. Yeah. It was a gay couple. And like my friend came to me one day and was like, um, He's like, I set up a camera because somebody had been like messing with my stuff. And I found the, one of the managers, like he has like a crack habit and he, and he broke into my house and he stole all my tip money. And then like, I wrote a flyer and I got all vigilante and I put it in like the front of I'm going to expose you. And then the police ended up having to like take them out. They took all the flyers down and I like went up every floor and like put them down I was like these motherfuckers are gonna get it no Uh, but it was so crazy like shit goes down in the tenderloin no she should have skinned those faggots alive that is exactly right red flag your supers in the tenderloin are gay get out get out first of all there's not really a good situation when you're moving into the tenderloin to be honest but i feel yeah red flag red flag biggest mistake society did was making it okay to trust gays like implicitly wrong red flag red flag i'm a and women definitely we shouldn't be technically or like until yeah i don't know that's a whole other side topic but no really i just feel leslie gays just have to prove their their trustworthy i think that's fair and also they should be contributing i was just complaining about this there's too many gays and homosexuals just not contributing anything they are just they think maybe sometimes they're contributing like looks or something but it's not really contributing that much gays used to actually have something they had like maybe charm or advice or intellect or like we're good at fabrics or theater or something. There was something that contributed. They were contributors. There's a lot of dead weight. And I might sound a little fascistic. This is parody, but I think we need to cut some of this dead weight. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, when I'm sheriff with, you know, some of these laws, I don't know. I don't know if the civil rights act is constitutional. I don't know. I'm sheriff. And it's my job to make sure that's the case. That's all I'm saying. You can make, uh, you can make um, Morrissey your deputy sheriff. Uh, that'd be amazing. I wonder if that's legal. It doesn't matter. Once I'm sheriff, everything's legal that I want it to be. Oh my gosh, Spendy. I feel like this has been wonderful. I guess really quickly, maybe on just the end of the pandemic. Are you celebrating that? Apparently they found a date in the science, which is like May something, I guess. Unless, you know, TBD, but it sounds like they're ending it, I guess. Like, how do you feel about it? It's over. <laughs> um, I'm glad. I I don't think that it will make a difference to the the real hardcore <laughs> COVID crew that has is still wearing masks, but I'm glad for the rest of humanity who's ready to move on um, and be normal again. 
and I'm not talking about Santa Clara County. <laughs> Assholes can, they're, you know, they can just keep it going as long as they want and then just keep promoting their bivalent booster. I don't have to live in this state anymore, so I don't care. Oh my gosh, it's it's a blessing and it's a curse to us. I, I was just saying this too. It's like, well, I want to stay and fight for California as a sheriff, but it does seem like an uphill battle, but maybe, you know, maybe it won't be once <laughs> once the shit starts coming down and China invades or whatever. Maybe they'll make me sheriff. I don't know. I'm going to hedge all my bets. <laughs> Do you have any plans? So wait, you don't have to give me any personal details. I guess. Do you have plans for summer or spring? I know like you've got kids, you have a little bit more freedom. I believe you, you homeschool. Do you have any exciting, any plans you'd like to share or tips for tips for a fun, uh, tyranny free spring or summer? <laughs> well, we're going to take a small road trip as we drive from California to Texas. So that'll be interesting. We'll get to see Arizona, Sedona, and then New Mexico, somewhere in New Mexico. My kids really want to go to Roswell. I think I'm yeah. Um, which apparently I keep being told is like a shithole, but like, I don't care. What does that have to do with anything? Um, I'm not going to live there. (laughs) Yeah, there's not much actually. Well, I I went in the nineties, uh, to Roswell, go to Carlsbad Caverns. That shit's, that was like, it's spooky. You go like a mile underground. No one talks about the the caves in that area. Like they don't talk about it because of the alien uh, government bases or whatever underneath uh, those Southwest. But like um, there is got Carl's bad. They let you go in that one. And it is so crazy. It's, you walk all, you're a mile under the ground and it feels like Disneyland. You feel like you're a fucking theme park. It's so. Ooh. Is it all humid and weird? Um, I remember it was cool. It was a kind of like almost like felt air conditioned. Like you, you have like little like. Uh, well, when I went, you had little like audio type things. You, it was really well lit. They had cool like lighting, so it was like all rock formations and like the stalagmites or whatever, and like little pools and shit. And it's like a path. They have like a fucking road. It was like a little like paved little like trail that goes down. And then you take an elevator back up, and there was like a visitor center. You get to the bottom, and you're like, I have to go pee. I peed a mile under the crust of the earth. It was amazing. I recommend it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm also, I've developed, I joined a Facebook group um, on about um, snake identification in North Texas. And now I'm scared that there's just going to be snakes everywhere when I go because people be seeming to have snakes everywhere. Like someone's like, there's a snake in my bedroom. Does anyone know what kind of a snake it is? And they have insane rules in this group that you can't talk about. You can't say burn it, kill it. You can't con- condone the stoning of a snake or any harmful thing to it. You have to just be pro snake, snake positive and leave it alone to do its snake oh, business. I hate how the, everything is being pulled. Even the fucking snake group okay. has to have rules about pro snake language. Um, let the snakes fucking get you like <laughs> just like sit there and let them bite you basically they do- were here first <laughs> yeah, did you even do a snake acknowledgement did you acknowledge the fucking- <laughs> um this land was owned by copperheads i mean and- there before any native tribes who colonized each other by the way oops right that's right <laughs> on that note i highly recommend um this if you haven't read the mark twain book uh, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn among the Indians. Maybe if you have a child that likes to listen to that, there's some N words in there. If you're not, if, if that bothers you, don't listen. It was written in like 1861, but, um, yeah, it really gives you a lot of insight into the wars. I'm dealing with like the Plains Indians. And also I had no idea that there was a war between the Mormons and the U S army. Mm-hmm. And I, and one and more so that was so that's something i want to get into but like it was yeah it was super interesting to see that like when they were settling utah that like they were super against polygamy the united states government and they didn't like the mormons and the mormons were like actively fighting them and like burning down the army like annexes or whatever and they were like setting fire to the planes to like drive them out um and then sometimes the Indians would like team up with them. So 
well, the Indians who they, I think, say in their Book of Mormon are like ancient American Israelites. Uh, like, like, I really think that's true in the Book of Mormon. And I think, well, it's interesting, Mormons were, they started as like an anti-Freemasonic, but, but then they actually ended up becoming, I feel like, <laughs> an offshoot of Freemasonry. Whole other story. I feel like it's a good recommendation. The Mark Twain book sounds awesome. And I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I heard the N-word like wasn't even that big of a deal back then. That's what my understanding is. So it's like, it's fine. Just let your kids know that. It was like not a big deal. Yeah. We talked about it. You know, it's also one of those things where like, if you talk about something too much, you like implant these ideas that like, oh, these people are different than you and they should be like, you know, and it's just like, I just told them like, yeah, it was a, it was a word that people used to use. Um, some yeah. people still use it today, but we don't <laughs> like. We, I did, I read it in high school. I read Huckleberry Finn. Like there was N-words in that. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we were, uh, we're quite close enough in age where we were raised in a place where in time where like racism was taught much differently and it made sense. And it was like, and with such a mind fuck as they taught it one way and it was like colorblind, equal equality. Everyone's going to get a fair chance. And then it was like, flip the script and gaslight. And if you still are talking, using those old talking points, like you're Nazi. And it's like, what? If people are going to tolerate this? No, not on my watch. No. Yeah, that's why I'm glad that like, I mean, I don't think that they even read a lot of these books that have like sensitive topics or talk about like other groups of people in a way that is not contemporaneous in school. So I'm glad that I can still show my kids. I mean, we, it was audible. We were, you know, just listening to it. Highly recommend also the Huckleberry Finn with, um, Elijah Wood as a narrator. Interesting. What, how happened to that guy? Hmm. No, it was very interesting that he brought a lot of, um, his acting chops to, to the table. <laughs> N word. Yeah, repeatedly over and over and over again. And it, which makes for very awkward when you have to time it with a door opening in your car when you're letting your kids out of <laughs> jujitsu class. Watch, watch. Just stay in a little bit longer. Let me pause this. <laughs> Elijah's talking. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Wow, that's a great recommendation. I'm going to go find uh, a clip of an Elijah. Uh, with- <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, this has been, this is a delight. You are wonderful to talk to. I don't know exactly when you are leaving for Texas. Please keep us posted. And uh, we want to, of course, stay in touch. And you're welcome back again on the pod anytime to keep us surprised of any of your, your thoughts. Um, you didn't do a good job probably of keeping me calm as I think about it now. But you know, that's not fair. I'm not paying you. You know, that's, you know, equality, equality, whatever. Um, but Spendy, where can people- Like a white man first. <laughs> well, I need to become, I need to, I'm trying, um, try a, I'm in a gender program, actually. I have a gender coach. I am becoming a, a man. And so it's actually, it's going, I think, pretty well. It turns out my gender identity was wrong. So yeah, thank you. Like actually being um, like misogynistic is really helpful in that my gender coach said, like, it's really affirming and fact for me to do things like misogyny and just like, it's helpful to just be like here and boss around a woman. So thank you for coming on and letting me do that. Um what, what do people find you? What's what's your closing message for the people? Uh, my closing message is to follow me so I can get out of my Lobie slump at mm. Kites Are Fun. And um, yes, uh, I don't know. Just um, do your best, eat your vegetables, and make sure you eat lots of meat and um, avoid your local authoritarian wherever you can. Preach, preach. Unless it's Sheriff Poolhouse, in which case you're on my side, you're going to be okay. Thank you, as always, at Kites Are Fun on Twitter. Um, we will talk again soon. I really do, as always, have to just end the call because you know, I will talk all night. So, um, study, have a great evening and we'll talk soon. Bye.